Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. It's been a busy week. I don't know about you, but we've got a lot to cover in today's show, and it's some of the most important information you're going to hear all week. Some of it is groundbreaking. Some of it is breaking news that you want to be aware of. But if you care about the safety and health of your children and anybody else's children in the state of Texas and the integrity, if you will, of the medical community and what you can and cannot trust you're going to want to listen and watch today's show today. Uh, the Texas Values Report has been one of the longest-running shows and podcasts in the state of Texas, certainly when it comes to faith, family, and freedom. So we're here every week. You can find some of our information at txvalues.org. But we cover the issues of faith, family, and freedom in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. And all three of those have been highlighted this week. And so I'm so glad that our organization is prepared when we need to, to turn on a dime, to make whatever decisions we need to make, and to bring that information to people in the state of Texas, but throughout the country. The issue of kids being harmed and put in danger because of risky and almost, uh, you know, unscientific and experimental procedures that remove their body parts, that attempt to change their sex, that, you know, that are puberty blockers, that leave them sterile, uh, unable to have children naturally in the future and a variety of different things, in many ways, send the suicide rates through the roof has been one of the biggest topics that's gripped people in the state of Texas and certainly across the country. We have a new state law that was passed last year and signed into law by Governor Greg Abbott in September 1st, Senate Bill 14, that made it clear we're not doing those things anymore to kids. They're too dangerous, they're too risky, and a lot of people involved in these things have been, uh, you know, it's become a political issue that has dominated that, and we've moved far away from anything that looks like health or medicine or science. And so while we're doing this, if you're watching on Facebook, I want to encourage you, and I'm going to do this right now myself, for you to like this post, to share it. Let's get it in some groups. Let's get it in front of a lot more people because we're going to have a very important conversation with Dr. Etan Heim, who is a medical doctor and by, called by many a whistleblower. That was not his intention, though. Right? He simply had information that he thought was concerning for his own state of Texas as a medical residency student at the time that he brought forward, and it was because of other people um, who knows who the leaker was, but then eventually, and not that long after that, the Biden Department of Justice got involved with an investigation against him to really put pressure on him to make him look like the one that was at fault what, what, when the real issue was one of the most well-known, longest-running medical entities and businesses in the state of Texas, Texas Children's, was doing something that they should not have been doing and that they said they had stopped. So we're going to have a great conversation today with Dr. Etan Heim. And look, my show sort of compels, you know, is low in importance when it comes to some of the shows that he's already been on or people that have been covering this story, if you're not familiar with that. We're going to get into some of that detail today. But Dr. Etan Heim lives right here in the state of Texas and thankfully continues to practice medicine, even though he's got all of this attention in this federal investigation um, right over his and on top of his shoulders. Dr. Heim, welcome to the Texas Values Report. Yeah, thank you for having me on. Well, look, you and I have had some interaction. You've had some interaction with our team. We've been aware of this story. You know, we've been right involved in this issue. And it's just been gripping. You know, I was looking at some of the uh, social media updates from our congressional member here in Texas, congressional member Chip Roy, who says that 
you know, he's got concerns because a letter's been sent by your counsel to the House Judiciary Committee because the Department of Justice, Biden administration's Department of Justice, is investigating you. There's a criminal investigation against you because you had the audacity to say there's something going on in the medical community in my own home state of Texas that doesn't look right. And I believe some of this may still be going on, even though state laws made it clear that's illegal. But let's step back for a second and talk about how we got here. A great article by Christopher Rufo that came out last year, sort of chronicling what happened and, and what led you to this place over a year ago, and it didn't happen overnight. Um, and so it was a great article. If people want to check that out, we'll post that in the chat. But tell us, talk to us about last year and maybe the year before that, when you started to, to, to have concerns that Texas Children's Hospital was engaging in procedures that were putting kids at danger and in harm, and then maybe doing that after they said they weren't. You know, so it was 21, you know, 2021, 2022, that I began to become aware of these transgender interventions on children. You know, you have these bubbly young doctors from Massachusetts General or Vanderbilt talking about gender-affirming mastectomies and hysterectomies and puberty blockers and it's absolutely shocking when you learn about this for the first time, you almost can't believe it. And you think that it can happen in California, in Washington, you definitely don't think it's gonna happen in Texas. And you definitely don't think it would happen at the hospital that you work at. Because at the time I was a general surgery resident working at Texas Children's Hospital when I was a surgical resident during my training. And I had found out they were doing these interventions but then in March of 2022, they had said unequivocally that they were halting the transgender program because of the legal risks. Well, let's that stop was for a second, Dr. Heim. When you say that they were doing these interventions, give our audience a little bit more detail of what that might look like. Yeah, so it's a graded pathway. So I don't call it treatments or, or therapy because that has a certain connotation that you're restoring uh, natural health, but this does not serve that purpose. So it's just an intervention. But what that means is uh, they would take these children, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, sometimes older, they would start them uh, with social transition. That's one intervention, convincing these children to adopt an identity that's based off hatred of their true self. The only other option they give them is to kill themselves, right? They never say that you can learn to love yourself and that you can learn to uh, uh, become a better person, that these challenges are things that can make you better. But that's the first intervention. The second intervention is uh, puberty blockers, typically 10, 11, 12 years old at Tanner stage two before the onset of puberty. Those can either be given as an injection or a puberty blocking implant. So a surgically placed device, it's about, you know, this big, and they place it into the arm of a child. It lasts about uh, uh, you know eight months to a year. Uh, the next step above that, the third intervention, are cross-sex hormones, estrogen or testosterone. The combination of the blockers and the hormones will lead to irreversible physical changes and very high likelihood of sterility. By the time these children are 18, there are so many uh, permanent physical changes that oftentimes there's no choice but to undergo the surgeries in order to pursue this identity further. But by that point, there's no going back. 
Well, and we're talking with Dr. Eton Heim. He is a medical doctor here in the state of Texas. He's been labeled uh, the whistleblower against Texas Children's, and in many ways, pulling you know the curtain back, I mean, exposing the fact that there's a lot of dishonesty, or there certainly seems to be in the medical community, and you know, there should be distrust, right? And and many of us felt that way on this issue and had concerns, but we're not in the position that you're in to be able to see this information up closer and to hear about it. Uh, but we were getting information suggesting that, and we knew that some people were talking about it publicly, and we knew that it came to time that we need to do something in the state of Texas. We were at the Texas Supreme Court this week. Texas Values was. Our legal team filed a legal brief at the Texas Supreme Court supporting Senate Bill 14, which was a bill that was passed in Texas last year by a bipartisan group of legislatures in the Texas House and the Texas Senate, Republicans and Democrats, came together, predominantly Republicans, but there was bipartisan support. And it was a priority issue. And Texas isn't any different than other states. The trend is going in the directions of more and more states doing this. Our great friends at Family Policy Alliance are helping with that across the country. Their campaign and their messaging is help, not harm. That's what a lot of these laws are called in different states. We see more and more states every year. And a lot of states are in the middle of their legislative session right now. Texas meets every other year. But many of those states are looking at these issues because we can continue to find more and more information and evidence that doing this to kids is wrong and it's harmful. You know, we were at the Texas Supreme Court on this issue on Tuesday, and the Attorney General's office, Attorney General Paxson's office that's defending the law, made this clear that according to documents they have in that lawsuit and information they have, the kids could be started as young as eight involved in these puberty blockers. And to your point, the you know the eventual and, and the pathway forward is, is sterilization. I mean, it's irreversible. It, it's unbelievable how detrimental and how damaging and harmful these things are. Yet you got people in the medical community trying to convince people otherwise. Let's talk about your story, though. I'm looking at this article Chris Rufo put out that you learned about this 11-year-old girl who was having um, the puberty blockers implanted, prepubescent at 11, and then you talked about these issues. But right before that, part of the problem was the attorney general's office in Texas, Ken Paxson's office, put out an opinion letter saying that doing these type of procedures was child abuse. And Texas Children's Hospital stated back in March of 2022 that they were halting these things. But you found out later on it looked like they were still doing them. They said they were stopping these interventions because of the legal risks. And there is no more unequivocal statement than that. And because I worked at the hospital in the next few months, I found out that they were still doing these interventions on kids as young as 11, 12, 13 years old. I knew this was happening because I worked there. I did surgery there. I knew the people who were doing these procedures, they had told me about it. And at first, it was, it was really unbelievable because I never thought that the biggest children's hospital in the world would lie to the public about something like this. It's not something you ever imagine a hospital like that would ever do because it's such an amazing hospital. We, you know, they do so many good things there, but how could, how could they tell the public this when they're doing it behind closed doors? So I had spent a lot of weeks trying to see if, you know, I must be missing something. Maybe the hospital had said that they were restarting it. Maybe they they brought their webpage back up uh, for the transgender program and that would indicate that they're restarting it. But after weeks, I had found there was none of that. And it's important because even the most rare diseases that are treated in the hospital, 
have their own web page so that people can go see the doctor, schedule appointments. Did not exist for this. And yeah, look, I mean, and these things are, this is more evidence that there's a coordinated effort, right, to hide this information from the public because they know darn well that people are finding out more about it and they're concerned. The only way they can get away with it is continue to hide it. You know, whether you want to call it collusion with some of these folks and others, there was, I mean, it certainly appears to me, a coordinated effort to deceive and lie and be dishonest to the public, sort of how you were mentioning that in the article, you a great quote from you. I reached this unavoidable conclusion that Texas Children's Hospital is providing this outward appearance that they shut down the program when actuality, in actuality, within the hospital, it is a very high priority. I started realizing how blatant this is, how unethical it is, and how they're lying to the public, right? So, so this led you to feel like I've got to do something about it. But it wasn't like you posted on social media, right? You were keeping your identity private. It wasn't like you were out there having press conferences about it. You chose to go in that direction and you wanted the information to be brought forward. But at the time, you know, your goal was to remain anonymous. But some people weren't satisfied with that. Uh, they were, you know, in my view, looking to bring this pressure on you because what you, the information you were bringing was so important and so devastating and detrimental. And I'll drop back for a second. I grew up in, in Houston, lived in Texas all my life. Texas Children's Hospital is certainly considered one of the most reputable uh, hospital entities in our state. And I'm sure it's got a reputation outside of the state. People come from all over the country to the medical center you know, to Texas Children's and, and, you know, MD Anderson and all these people to get world-class medical attention. And here they are involved in this scandal of, of dishonesty. And I say that to say it's not as if they're without, you know, question, but that is a lot of the perception and view. And lo and behold, there's something really rotten going on here um, that needs to be talked about and exposed more. But so fast forward, you're getting ready for graduation. And apparently some people found out about it knock, knock on your door, Biden Department of Justice shows up and says there's a criminal investigation. What was that about? Yeah. And, you know, if, if I could just back up for just one minute yeah, and, yeah, and sure. just point out one important thing. So I knew this was a hospital priority because the directors of the program that supposedly did not exist were given the opportunity to speak at the hospital's most prestigious lecture series. The people involved in the program, the social workers, the psychiatrists, the endocrinologists, we're having Zoom conferences with like 150 medical students, you know, at a program that supposedly supposedly didn't exist. But in those conferences, they even talked about how they were concealing it from the public. Oh my the goodness. social worker talked about how when she would send consults, she wouldn't write it down. She would do it over the phone in order to avoid scrutiny from governing medical bodies. So, yeah, you, as a doctor, you have a responsibility to your profession. As an individual, I had a moral responsibility in you're order to your, blow the no, list. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, you're putting your life in these people's hands, and here they are being dishonest and deceptive and coordinated. It, it, to your point, it, it's intentional. They knew what they were doing was wrong, and they knew they had to hide it in order to continue to get away with it. And after they made public <laughs> statements, right, sort of trying to assure the public, Dell Children's Hospital was involved in this kind of you know, circumstance too early on. And they came out and said, Oh no, no, we're not doing that. Or we're not doing it anymore. And you know, the, the belief is they stopped. I mean, how do I know? But there was this public need on their part to say, Oh, we gotta, we gotta assure the public 
you know, what's going on when, in fact, Texas Children's was continuing to do these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and they wanted to shut you up, apparently, or somebody did yeah. that was involved in this. And so the Biden Department of Justice got involved. You get the and, and thank you for bringing that point forward that you brought. Right. That there was more and more things going on. It, it wasn't a hunch that you had or one anecdotal piece of information. Uh, you were seeing it all over. And we're talking with Dr. Eton Heim. He is a medical doctor and he was a resident at Texas Children's Hospital while studying for his degree in his um, medical career through the Baylor College of Medicine. And you were set to graduate in June. And actually, I I mean, is this correct? On the day of your graduation, the Biden Department of Justice shows up at your door? Yeah. So, you know, after the story came out, what we had exposed was voted to become illegal within 24 hours in a bill that was passed with bipartisan support. But a month later, on the day of my graduation, you know, one of the most important days of my life, it's important for people to know that because the day you graduate from surgical training is is monumental because you make so many sacrifices during those previous five years. You miss so many birthdays, family events you'll never get back. So it was a Friday and I was just about to meet my family. We had the ceremony, uh, you know, a few hours later uh, and we were getting ready. And then all of a sudden I get an aggressive knock on the door. You know, I shuffle over, I'm wearing some stupid t-shirts, some old shorts from college, and I open the door and find two federal agents standing outside. They say they're with Health and Human Services, they show me their badges, and that they're investigating a case regarding medical records. And, you know, in the back of my head, I knew exactly what this was about. But, you know, of course, you kind of freak out in the moment because it's so unexpected. I invite them in, and they want to interview me, but my wife, who is... A brilliant lawyer. She's an assistant U.S. attorney in the Northern District of Texas. Well, she and comes by the out. way, do you? I, I'm not. Don't answer this question. <laughs> I have to wonder my my own mind. Did they know that? You know, because oh, I'm the same no, way. They did know, and you know it, that plays an important role in the story. So you know, yeah, she comes me. out, and um, you know, she pulls me aside. We both look at each other. We're like, ah, you know what? This is a bad idea. So we tell them. You know, we wouldn't talk to them without an attorney present. They leave, but they hand me a target letter saying that I'm a potential target of a criminal investigation and signed by assistant U.S. attorney in the Southern District of Texas. So the door closes a few minutes later, and I find out that I'm the target of a criminal investigation by the United States Department of Justice. But it was only in the out in the, the hours after that that we had decided to fight because we knew what their intention was by showing up on that day. They wanted to instill fear. They wanted to intimidate. They wanted me to bend the knee, submit to this evil ideology in order to make an example out of me. But that well, day, well, they had knocked on the wrong door. They had right. miscalculated well, because they had chosen the wrong target. No, I, I agree. Look, and, and I want to just commend your courage. It, it is no easy task. And if people know anything about me, you know, when I was in school and, and sort of nobody, if you will, and you know, weren't sure what my rights are at times or didn't have, you know, the experience I have now, even though I was a law student, you know, I went through something not quite as, it didn't get as much attention to this, but it did get some interest. And it's not easy to do that, right? And and uh, it was a two-year two battle. We're talking with Dr. Eton Heim. He is a medical doctor here in the state of Texas, called by many the whistleblower that has really 
exposed a lot of things going on at Texas Children's Hospital that are very concerning. And I'm wondering if that's still happening now. The story broke a year ago, but it relates to what's happening now because it relates to the state law, uh, Senate Bill 14, which protects kids from harm, harmful gender transitions and puberty blockers and things of that nature. That case is before the Texas Supreme Court. That is current state law. So Texas Children's and Dell and anybody else out there that may have had questions before or this has been discussed in, in this context better be following the law now because just because there's litigation does not mean that the law is not enforced. As a matter of fact, the Texas Supreme Court, that case going up to the Texas Supreme Court, even though a lower court stopped the law, that was reversed, if you will, or put, in, put on hold. And so that's current state law that should be following. And we have to wonder, and I want to update people too. Part of the reason why we have Dr. Eton Heim on today and check out his website, give, send, go, dot com forward slash texas underscore whistleblower if you want to support what he's doing um that your counsel sent a letter to the house judiciary committee including chip roy who's a congressman from here in the state of texas that's on that committee he tweeted about it last week with concern saying hey we need to take a look at this because your counsel's made it clear the criminal investigation is going on and i won't go through every part of this letter that your counsel sent we'll put it in the chat and on our website and social media but it's just paragraph after paragraph making it clear that you know there's just so much wrong with this investigation there's you know the, the evidence is flimsy if there's really not any evidence i mean they're relying on you know their per personal views on this issue it's mentioned in the letter that they call the doctors that you exposed on this victims right i mean it just is you know it, it's outrageous right um and, and it's also suggests to me at least that there's an effort to punish you for getting information out there that was necessary for the public to hear about and was a, a serious health concern. So, you know, look, you've got this, this criminal investigation saddled. I'm wondering if Texas Children's is being honest with people now, right? While you've got to fight this, but you got some good legal counsel on your hand. It sounds like you've got the attention of Congressman Chip Roy and others. And I think some people are ready to rally to your defense. You know, I, I have to give credit to um, to to two two people. You know, well, one person and a group of people, but really for Chip Roy for fulfilling his responsibility as a representative of the state of Texas, because especially with with what we see in our country's politicians, these people are spineless cowards for the most part. But Chip Roy is an American patriot. He stood up for uh, his constituents, and in this case, I'm a nobody. You know. I, I don't have any political clout. I'm I'm like a, I I have no influence. But there was a wrong that was being done, and Chip Roy had stepped up. Number one. Number two is, uh, I have to admit that my lawyers they they are, um, you know, I blew the whistle on Texas Children's, but they blew the whistle on what was happening with this prosecutor, uh, in this investigation. Because from the very beginning, the day they came to my apartment, we knew that this was a political investigation meant to. Um, defend this evil ideology in order to silence whistleblowers. But the level of corruption and, and um, you know, it's, it's unimaginable when these things happen and you think, like, am I still living in the United States of America? How can someone send a target letter on federal agents without, without reviewing the evidence, right? How, how can they um, uh, uh, admit to their own conflicts of interest with the families to opposing counsel. How can they not review the evidence of the case, but review enough information to threaten my wife because she was undergoing a background check for her position as assistant U.S. attorney? You know, she had encouraged me to um, uh, employ my constitutional right for an attorney. 
And then she used that uh, as, as a way to, to say that, well, it might become problematic uh, for my wife's background check if she continues to be difficult. And well, this is this is our like country. There's no, there's no coincidence, right? I mean, and it's and it's yeah. unfortunate, right? But when all that stuff adds up, you know, it's crystal clear, right? You want to think, I mean, should, could all this stuff really be happening? And you have to step back and go, oh, this is exactly what they're intending. We're talking with Dr. Eitan Heim. I'm sorry I keep saying Eitan Heim. That's my fault when I see no you, worries, the no E worries. at the beginning of your name. Dr. Eitan Heim is a medical doctor here in the state of Texas, called by many the whistleblower, who has exposed the truth about what was going on at Texas Children's Hospital on the issue of kids that are having you know, attempts to transition their bodies, puberty blockers, things that lead to sterilization, all of these things that are illegal now. And you have to wonder if they're doing it now, even though they said in September they had stopped because, you know, before that they had said that they stopped and then there was a law in place or there was a, you know, we're about to pass a law and we've got information from Dr. Eitan Heim saying that they had not stopped what we're doing. They were deceiving and lying to the public. And so I have to wonder if they're still lying now. I think we should be investigating Texas Children's Hospital, not Dr. Eitan Heim, but you got this issue in front of you and it's not over. All right. Uh, so commend, you know, definitely commend Chip Roy and others that are stepping forward. I know our attorney general is involved in this issue overall. I know that our, um, our governor, Greg Abbott, our Lieutenant governor, Dan Patrick, and so many state leaders, they have legitimate concern about what's happening to kids. And I'm going to encourage them to take a closer look at all these things to make sure that our medical community and hospitals are following state law. And so we should not have to you know, rely on people like you, even though it's commendable, because then they try to destroy your life um, and, the, and the impact that they're trying to have on your wife as well and both of your careers. Uh, there should they should not be trying to make you pay a price for telling the truth. But I think that's exactly what's going on. And so I commend you for doing that. We're just about out of time. We're going to post all these documents. The letter sent to to Chip to Congressman Chip Roy from Dr. Eitan Himes Council, the article from Chris Rufo, a lot of great information. This is why we have to continue to stand firm in Texas on the issue of help, not harm, um, along with our friends at Family Policy Alliance and other states that are trying to do the same work. And this is why you should continue to see value in our work. All right, we're going to say goodbye to Dr. Eitan Heim, but we're going to have him back. And um, Dr. Heim, thank you for being our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thank you. And you mind if I say one more quick thing? Yes, please. You know, um, really, when I was uh, considering becoming a whistleblower, you know, you, it's, you're so scared of the potential of what's going to happen on the other side. I know for a fact there are dozens, if not hundreds, of whistleblowers in the state of Texas who are out there who know things are, are going wrong and they want to report it. I just want to send a message to those people that when you do this, you get to the other side and you realize that there is an entire world of people who are out there who are willing to support you, who are willing to fight for you. And you think your life's going to be destroyed. You might have to sacrifice a lot. But the one thing you get back is your dignity. Once you get that, they can never take that away. And that's the important thing that people have to understand is that when you do the right thing, you're able to live every single day with your own dignity. Well, I couldn't have said it better. And if people have that information, 
We at Texas Values would be more than happy to step forward. I'm a lawyer myself. We've got other members of our legal team. We can help protect your rights and we can make sure the information gets in the right hands. We've got a great email, info at txvalues.org. Info at txvalues.org. You want to send information to that email or you want to reach out to us and contact us and see how we can help you if you're one of those whistleblowers out there. Dr. Jaime did a great job today. This information is so important. I know we'll be in touch again. God bless you and thank you for being our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Thanks, sir. Okay, I just about ran out of time because, look, we could have had an hour. We're going to post this. If people haven't seen it, we're, or seen it, we're going to send it out by email. I just want to say, though, is in conclusion, having guests like this today, doing the work that we were doing at Texas Values at the Texas Supreme Court on this same issue and, and a variety of other things that we did to position ourselves to get this information out there and defend and support these things is why you should consider donating to us please go to our website, txvalues.org. We are a nonprofit organization. The work that we do to defend people and to support people like Dr. Heim, we do for free. We've been doing it for years. I've been licensed attorney for 20 years and you can't put a price on it, but we do have to pay the bills. There is you know, support financially that we need to do the work to be able to have the strong resources. Make that tax deductible donation right now at txvalues.org. And that's how together we'll protect faith, family, and freedom in Texas. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.